Well, blessed Lent to you all. It's weird, but really cool to be here at night uh, on, a, on a weeknight. And so glad that you guys could come out. And this is it. This is uh, our first Ash Wednesday together as a church. Our first Ash Wednesday service, of course, here in this, this building then. And this is the beginning of Lent. And what we do in Lent, we, we do a lot of things. And there's a lot of different scriptural and liturgical and theological themes. But I would contend the main Uh, image, the main motif is that in Lent, we journey with the Lord Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days so that we might do battle with and share in Christ's victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. So we're going into battle. I was joking with Bob Conway, or was it Bob Conway? Was it you? I was talking about Rocky with the students. That Lent's kind of like the workout scenes in Rocky, where, where you're getting ready for, for something really, really important. We're getting ready to celebrate uh, the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going into battle, and we take into battle three weapons, primarily. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer is our weapon against the devil, Fasting is our weapon against the flesh, and almsgiving is our weapon against the world. And prayer, which is uh, hopefully as Jesus' prayer was, saturated with Scripture. In prayer, we commune with the Lord. We're strengthened in faith, and thereby we're able to resist the wiles and the lies of the devil. Through fasting... We are able to crucify the sinful flesh with its passions so that we are not ruled by bestial impulses and appetites, but rather we're living under the direction and the power of the Holy Spirit. So what happens when you're fasting. Okay, I really want to eat or I really want to do whatever I gave up for Lent. But first and foremost, you're, you're declaring the primacy of God in your life, that God is the most important thing. Like Jesus said, my food is to do the will of the Father. It's declaring that that God is our food, that he's even more important than the the things that we really, really need. And it's also, as as Paul talks about in his letters, he he says, I beat my body into submission. In other words, that he's going to be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. And he's going to walk according to the Spirit, not according to just whatever he wants to do at the moment. Because, we, because at times, many times, if we're honest, most of the time, our desires are disordered. Our impulses pull us towards things that are not of God. And so it's, it's this change of appetite that happens in fasting. And then through almsgiving, we detach ourselves from the things of this world. And that's the word world in its negative sense. It's not saying that the world, the cosmos, the creation is bad. But, that, but humanity set against God. Humanity in rebellion against God. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is... There your heart will be also. When we spend our time, our talent, our treasure, 
That's our money. I don't, if you have some ac- actual treasure from a pirate ship, good for you. But when we spend our time and our talent and our treasure on worldly things, we become attached to them. We become attached to the concerns and the affairs of this world. But when we spend our time, our talent, and our treasure on heavenly things, we become detached from the things of this world, from the things of this age, and attached to the things of the age to come. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are our spiritual weapons in our battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. They are traditionally seen as the three pillars of a Lenten practice. And they are, not coincidentally, coincidentally, the three practices that Jesus discusses in today's gospel, Matthew 6. And these practices which come from the Sermon on the Mount, which come from Jesus giving us uh, the law of liberty, Jesus showing us what kingdom life looks like, what it looks like to, to live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, what it looks like to be his sons and daughters. When, he, when he's teaching, these are practices not just for Lent, but for the whole of the Christian life. Lent, and this is true of all the seasons of the church, So repentance isn't just for Lent. Fasting isn't just for Lent. But Lent makes explicit and pronounced that which is present in the whole Christian life. Namely, a life of repentance. of, Of by the power of the Holy Spirit, through the practices of the church, in the power of the word and sacraments, that we're turning away from death and destruction and towards life, which is found in Jesus Christ. And there are these essential practices by which we become like Jesus and are energized to expand his kingdom. They're essential practices. In other words, when we're talking about prayer, we're talking about fasting, we're talking about almsgiving, sorry, romantic movement, these things aren't optional. Notice in Matthew 6. You don't believe me, just listen to Jesus. Notice in Matthew 6 that Jesus says, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, not if you give, if you pray, if you fast. These practices are, in the teaching of our Lord, assumed. This is, again, a part of the Sermon on the Mount, the giving of the law of Christ. He's telling us how to know God and how to become like him. And he's saying, when you do these things, don't do them like this. He's commanding us to give and pray and fast in such a way that it actually benefits our souls and that it actually brings glory to God. If we do it for show, if we do it to get likes on Instagram, as cool as I think it is that Mark Wahlberg, you know, posts that he went to Ash Wednesday, Marky Mark goes to Ash Wednesday, it's kind of cool. But if we do it for show, if we do it to pump up our own spiritual ego, what does Jesus say? Then you have your reward. Our tendency is 
and social media is a good example of this. Not to all, I'm not a Luddite, not trying to always hate on technology, but most of the time I do. Um, is we, we, front, we, we front the good stuff about us and we, we conceal the bad. We front the good and we conceal the bad. And it seems that what Jesus is saying in Matthew 6 is perhaps the opposite, that it's actually our righteousness that's concealed, that we, we live in humility before God and that what he sees us do in secret, then he rewards us openly at the last day. So brothers and sisters, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily entangles us. And let us take up afresh our spiritual disciplines, which as Paul says, we discipline ourselves not to just make ourselves feel terrible or to maybe make ourselves feel incredibly spiritual, but we discipline ourselves, what does Paul say? For the purpose of godliness, so that we might become more like Jesus Christ our Lord. And so let us journey into the wilderness with our Lord, united with him in prayer, so that we may emerge at Easter time victorious over the world, the flesh, and the devil, so that we may emerge having become more like Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.